I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And now, broadcasting live, it's time for the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Your place for motivation, inspiration, and education. Each week, our host, Christopher Rausch, and his guest shares what it takes for you to have an unstoppable attitude for your personal and professional success. And now, for your host, Mr. Kick-Ass himself. It's That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to live while I'm alive. That is Bon Jovi. It's my life. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, you are at your place for motivation, inspiration, and education. Like I said, I'm your host, Christopher Roush, welcoming you to the Kickass Radio Show here on a very special day. It's Memorial Day here in the United States, and we are paying tribute to our servicemen and women uh, alive and gone. And uh, I just want to personally say thank you to all the family, all of our servicemen and women out there. Thank you so much for fighting for our freedom every single day, whether you agree with us or not, you know, what's going on in the world. You know, these people are still, you know, losing their lives and, and coming back with a lot of stuff going on, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, we actually did a show on that last year. Um, so I just want to say thank you to all the family, to all the men and women out there. So you guys rock. You guys kick ass. I appreciate it. So we are here. Yes, we are live on Memorial Day. How can you imagine that? People saying, Chris, you should have taken the day off, man. And I'm like, nope, this is the kick-ass radio show. We are here all the time to bring you what it takes to have an unstoppable attitude for personal and professional success. Every Monday night at 6 p.m., we are here at California time bringing you a guest who comes on here and shares five kick-ass tips that you can begin using immediately in your life. That is no joke. We talk about so many different things above and beyond just the five tips. So if you think about it, we are on show... Geez, we're on show 115. We've done 115 episodes. So if you consider five tips per episode, that comes out to 570 tips. And that is probably, you could probably double that at least in each show because we just talk about a lot of different things. I mean, this is just really a conversation between me and my guest that you're overhearing that you're able to walk away and go, wow, I want to be like those guys. And I want to have that kind of success. And I want to have that kind of confidence. And, you know, I want to kick fear to the curb and I want to quit procrastinating. That's what we talk about here for your personal and professional success. I love doing it. Um, you know, again, we've just had some incredible guests today. I'm flying solo. So you have me for an un- uninterrupted one hour. And I really encourage you, if you're listening to this live, uh, first of all, thank you. Uh, secondly, if you want to call in and either ask me a question about having an unstoppable attitude, or if you want to give one of your tips of having how you have an unstoppable attitude, feel free. This is an open show. So it's a uh, Area code 646-378-1582. Again, that is 646-378-1582. You can call in, and uh, we would love to have you here. Just adjusting some of my microphone settings. Um, and just come on here and share what's uh, what's going on in your life. You know, we would really appreciate that. Whoa, that's a, that's a hot mic. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, that's what, that's what we're talking about. Uh, last week we had uh, Hank Uloff. Hank Uloff came on the show, and we were talking about personal marketing. We were talking about business marketing. And I got to tell you, it was a fun show. Hank is a character. He and I get along really well. 
had a blast just talking about that because you know some people say, well, Chris, I don't have a business, I'm not in marketing. But you know what Hank and I were talking about is you know your personal marketing. You every single day we are out there marketing ourselves, whether it's at our job, whether it's you know even courting a person, you know, or I should I mean courting is probably like an old term. Uh, whether you're trying to get laid or not, uh, you are marketing yourself, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to that show. Listen to all the shows. You know, uh, all you have to do is just go over to my website. It's ChristopherRoush.com, R-A-U-S-C-H, ChristopherRoush.com. You go over to the radio show tab. Halfway down, there's a link to iTunes. There's also an embedded radio player there on the website, so you can check out the episodes that way. And if you really like the show, I'd appreciate you following us. Just go over to the thekickassradioshow.com. You can follow us there. You get email updates when we're going to be going live. Uh, that would be really super cool, too. So, you know, go back and check out those shows. We've had some amazing guests on here, uh, you know, just teaching us and sharing with us how to have that unstoppable attitude. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. The, t- the title of the show today is 10 Ways to Have an Unstoppable Attitude. Uh, I've done shows like this before, and uh, I purposely didn't go back and check to see uh, what I had done before because uh, I think I came up with some new ones. So uh, that's the that's the goal of the show today is just for me to share with you 10 ways that you can have just an unstoppable kick-ass attitude. Um, and, uh, you know, what we, um, what we think about, you know, is, okay, is a kick-ass attitude and what isn't? You know, and I'm just going to tell you, you know, some people think that I'm Mr. Motivator and I'm Mr. Kick-ass and I always have a positive attitude. I don't. Let me repeat that. I don't always have a positive attitude. I'm always, I don't have an unstoppable attitude all the time, but in the grand scheme of things, my attitude is unstoppable. I will not fail. Quitting is not a, a, an option in my life. And that's what an unstoppable attitude is. It's, it's being able to have those down times and, and not get so caught up in them that, that it becomes your life. You know what I mean? You've got to be able to have that belief you know, in, in what you're most passionate about. You've got to have a belief that everything happens for a reason. You guys have heard me say that so many times, and sometimes I get people conflicting with me about that. But everything does happen for a reason. And when you have that mindset during those times we're going to talk about later, uh, it is happening for a reason. And, you know, a kick-ass attitude is about understanding and not assuming. Um, You know, it's about knowing when to change what's not working for us. You know, it's about mistakes being learning opportunities. Uh, You know, it's about goals being, you know, broken up into smaller ones. You know, so if if you guys are new to the show, uh, I'm just going to take an opportunity here just to share my story briefly. That kind of gives me credit. I say kind of. It really does give me credit um, for having an unstoppable attitude. I mean, back in uh, when I was born, I was born in Inglewood, California, here in uh, Southern California. It's not the very nicest uh, environment. And I was born to a mom that had multiple psychiatric uh, disorders, uh, drug dependencies, alcohol dependencies, uh, a lot of physical violence, emotional violence throughout my life. Wound up being homeless at the age of 13 years old. I was a seventh grade dropout. Had to quit school and go live in the family station wagon with 18 cats and four dogs. And uh, the next four years of my life, uh, I tried to commit suicide twice, but fortunately I sucked at it. Uh, there was drugs, violence, stealing, uh, hunger, depression, anger. I mean, anything you can you can imagine. Had to dig in trash cans to to eat every day. I mean, there's just there's the woe is me story, and I and I don't like really sharing it so much, but I just really want you guys, in case you don't know my story all the way, to understand where I've been and what I've been through, and what makes me uh, an expert on having an unstoppable attitude. I mean, it's it's been it's been uh, it's been crazy. And like I said, I went from being a seventh grade homeless dropout 
living on the streets to earning my master's degree in organizational management. I've been at my job for 22 years. I have an amazing wife, an amazing uh, life, and that wasn't easy. None of it was easy. None of it continues to be easy. That's that's the thing about it. Um, you know, we we can do the best we can as long as we believe that the best is really what we did. And most of the time, the best is not our best. Um, so when you think about it, you know, you got to look at what did other people have to do to get through their situations. And that's what I've done. I've spent over $100,000 in my own personal development between my my degree and books and tapes and seminars and coaching and masterminds, at least a hundred grand or more. So I take all of that and I take my experiences and I take the fact that I've been coaching since at least 2008 and I've come up with these 10 tips. So I want to share them with you. And again, feel free to call in if you want and talk about them. Uh, again, the number is 646-378-1582 or feel free to Facebook me a question if you want, if you're on my Facebook. Um, so no particular order. Um, here's tip number one. And again, this is for mature audiences, so if you're under the age of 10 and you don't like the words that rhyme with truck, then you probably should turn it off. But anyways, uh, tip number one, fuck the past. Uh, you know, it's about whether or not you're going to be a victim or a victor in your particular experiences, and that's all about changing your conditioning. You know, a lot of people that I talk to um, have these beliefs and they have these agreements about their life today based on all the experiences they had before. Um, and, you know... Like I said before, everything happens for a reason. You can look at those experiences in your life, and you can either choose to be a victim of them, like my sister is or was. I don't know. I don't talk to her anymore. Um, or you could say, you know, those things happen for a reason so that I can change, help somebody else change their life. You know, uh, I, helped, uh, I helped a lady who had been sexually abused as, as a kid, and she just couldn't get over it. And I said, well, you know, the, maybe the reason why it happened is that you become stronger through that and that you can go other, you can either be an advocate for that or you can help other girls that have gone through that or are going through that. You know, make it, give it a purpose, give it a passion, give it a, give it a, a thing that you have to do something to change. And then it becomes, you know, a, a fight, you know, it becomes something that you can actually uh, build on. For me, it's, it's mentoring at-risk kids. You know, I was a kid on the street and fighting and all that other stuff, like I told you. So instead of me being a victim of my past, I go out there and I mentor kids and I tell them, hey, dude, listen, just because you're in your situation right now, just because you're a foster kid, just because you've had a shitty experience does not mean that's what the rest of your life is going to be. And I share the fact that I got to a point in my life where I had a fork in the road. I could either go one direction and wind up like the rest of the people I was hanging out with, or I could go in another direction and actually, you know, have the life I have now. And like I said, nothing's been easy. You know, it's, it takes a lot of sacrifice and it takes a lot of, you know, commitment. Um, you know, so when you, when I say fuck the past, you know, just really understand that today is a new day. And when you wake up, you have that opportunity to say, okay, listen, what am I going to do today that's going to change my situation? Dr. Wayne Dyer said, if you continue to do what you've always done, you're going to continue to get what you've always got. I want to repeat that. If you continue to do what you've always done, you're going to continue to get what you've always got. So you've got to think about that. And one of the things I, I have my clients do is I have them write down all the things and all the situations that happen in life that they look at as an excuse for why they're not happy now. And then I have them write something that actually – is positive to that. It's like, okay, listen, you know, I had a screwed up child and I was beaten. Okay, what's the positive to that? I'm going to be a great dad and I'm not going to do that to my kids. Or I'm going to write my my autobiography so that it helps other people, 
you know, triumph and succeed over that. You have to give it a meaning and you have to also, you know, accept what happened. You know, one of the things I had to do with my mom, I didn't like her for a long time. I thought she did a shitty job raising me. And it wasn't until I asked myself, if I walked through her footsteps and the things that she had in her life, might I be just like her? You know, so I had to really seek to understand what she was going through in order for me to understand. It doesn't make it right or wrong. I mean, it does make it wrong in in a sense that I went hungry and her cats, you know, got food. But it helped me understand a little bit more when I went back and I found out about her childhood when when she was alive. And I found out the things that she went through and why she, you know, valued the animals so much is because she was, you know, her parents divorced when she was young. And, you know, she had a pretty fucked up childhood, too. So I sat there and I thought, okay, listen, I can choose to be a victim of this and, you know, have a pity party for the rest of my life, or I can take, you know, action and really change what it is that I'm doing. And that's what I did. I mean, that's how I have the life I have today. I had to make some super, super tough decisions, but I was not going to let my past or my, my current situation, you know, keep me back, you know, and that's because I felt that I deserved that. And that's tip number two you got to believe that you deserve happiness and success. Um, I often say belief inspires reality. I also talk about taking care of number one. You know, it's amazing that the people I coach, one of the things that, that it's really the, the hiccup in their success is they don't actually really believe they deserve happiness and success. You know, on the surface, they say, yeah, I do. But when you really dig into it, they don't believe they do. And it's, you know, it's, it's crazy because everybody deserves happiness and success. And, you know, in some of my experiences, I found out they they feel guilty about being happy, you know, whether something just recently happened or something happened before um, where they feel like, okay, if I'm happy, that means other people are unhappy, so I don't want to be happy. Um, and the big thing is they feel they're being selfish, and that's just ridiculous. You can't feel that you're being selfish if, you're, if you deserve to be happy and you're taking care of number one because I look at it this way. If, if you weren't taking care of number one, if you're not taking care of number one, which is often the case, I find, you know, it's like, oh, I have to take care of my husband. I have to take care of my kids. I have to take care of my mom. If not taking care of number one, then how can you be an unstoppable, how can you have an unstoppable attitude if you're constantly thinking, okay, I deserve something better. Or I think I deserve something better, but I'm not doing it. I'm not putting myself in, in, in first place. Um, you know, it's not being selfish. It's called self-care and everybody deserves it. And I really get sick and tired of of seeing people that continue to be in relationships and continue to be in situations where they're not happy. You know, it does, like I said, it takes a lot of hard work, but to have an unstoppable attitude and have a kick-ass life, some decisions are super tough. You know, I've had to make those decisions before. Um, And you know what? It made me stronger. If you guys uh, are longtime listeners, you know that there's a tattoo on my forearm that says, what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. I put it there because that's my motto. I, everything I go through, it's like, okay, this is meant to make me stronger. This is meant to make me stronger. And uh, truthfully, some days I go, I can't get any stronger. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explode. You know, this is ridiculous. And I have my one-day pity party, and then I say, you know what, fuck that. I'm going to go ahead and what do I got to do to make this different? What do I got to do to change that? Um, that's one thing I'm, I'm very transparent about. I don't want people thinking that life is just easy for us speakers and our as coaches. You know, it's, it's funny because I get, I get ridiculed sometimes for posting everything on Facebook, you know, when I'm having a down day or something like that. But I just want people to know that I'm real, you know, any speaker out there, any coach out there that just writes that everything's just so rosy and great. I mean, that's their own style and that's their own tact. I, I'm not going to judge it, but I just want you guys to know that I'm in this with you. 
that I don't have all the answers. I have a lot of them, but you know, we're all human having this experience together. And that's what, that's what I offer people is, you know, being able to, uh, to dig in and help. Um, and you know, when you're not taking care of yourself, you know, I want to talk about this for a second. Um, when you're not taking care of yourself, then, then what part of you are you giving to those people you love the most, you know, your kids or your husband or your job, you know, if you're only give, if you're only, you know, 70%, then what are they getting? So when you think about that, when you're happy and you're taking care of yourself and you're rewarding yourself here and there, you know, that really just that, that feeds that unstoppable attitude. It's like, you know what? I deserve this. I get this. I'm taking care of myself. There's nothing I can't handle. There's nothing I can't help my kids with. There's nothing I can't help, you know, my husband with or whatever it is. You know, it's just really you got to you got to believe in your heart that you deserve that happiness and success. And when I've helped people get to that point. Then they just like it, they they wait they wake up. It's really crazy. They're just like you know what? It's not being selfish. So you know one of my one of my uh, things that I'd have you do is just write down all the reasons why you should believe that you deserve happiness and success. You know, um, I do this stuff where I find out what people's you know natural talents are, um, what makes them good people. And, you know, they say, oh, I'm kind, I'm caring, I'm compassionate, da, 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 da. You know, write down all the reasons why you believe you deserve happiness, success. And, you know, some people call it self-affirmations. You know, whatever it is, just remind yourself that you do because uh, it blows my mind. Some people think that they don't. And it's, you know, we could talk about a whole show on that. It's, you know, based on your past conditioning. You know, people told you, oh, you'll never be happy or you'll never get this unless you do that. You know, that's ridiculous. Today is a new day. And that's the beauty about waking up every day is, you know, without being religious, you know, every day is a new day. You know, it really is. You can choose how it's going to go and what's going to happen in it just by the actions that you take and the beliefs that you have. So I really encourage you to think about that. Um, I got to be careful because I can go on rants and just get stuck on two tips. And I promised you 10. So um, tip number three, this is super huge. Take a look at the people that you're around the most. Um, I have found that uh, you, most people don't have an unstoppable attitude when they're hanging around a bunch of jerks or hanging, people, hanging around people that don't have you know, the motivation and the drive to um, have a kick-ass life. You know, and this, this is true. I just helped somebody with this the other day. Even if it's family, they're like, well, Chris, you know, it's my family that's bringing me down. Well, you know, I hate to say this, but sometimes, you know, your family needs to, to go on their own way and you need to go on your own way. Uh, I mentioned my sister before. Uh, uh, we got disconnected basically when I was about 10 years old, I think. And then uh, we got reunited somewhere around 2005. And the crazy thing was is she hated my mom and uh, despised her, hated her for her childhood and just played victim. You know, a lot of this stuff applies to her. Uh, she played victim. You know, she was seven years older than me. And she's like, you know, my life sucked because of mom, blah, blah, blah. And my life turned out great. And I was around my mom the whole time. So that's just a that's just proof about what you focus on and what you go after is what you're going to get. And she just uh, she just had that excuse. And it was just crazy because, um, you know, sometimes you have to let family go. And I, I, I politely told her, you know, to have a safe, uh, have a great life and, you know, enjoy your journey. But I'm not going to stay around toxic people. You know, they say, uh, you know, blood is thicker than water and all other stuff. But if the people that you're around the most, if they're if you tell them, hey, I think I'm going to start a radio show and they say, oh, that's the stupidest thing ever. You'll fail. You'll suck. Who will listen to you? then you might want to get new people. And that goes for friends, too, because, um, yeah, it's good to say, hey, well, did you think about this and did you think about that? It's good to be honest and have some concerns. However, you know, if people are just constantly, you know, shitting on your dreams, uh, it's time to get new people. And I, that's just uh, that's the that's the, the raw part of it from me. Um, you know, you just can't stay around that kind of stuff because it's toxic. 
You know, it just it weighs you down, and then you think, oh, someday and whatever. But um, my advice is is to take a look and look at the experts. I mean, what I did when people ask me, you know, how did I change from being that kid on the streets? Somebody gave me Tony Robbins tapes, and they said, here, listen to these. And I thought the guy was full of shit, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And I still have those tapes to this day, actually. Um, so I, my, my advice to you guys is just go out and seek the experts, you know, books, videos, articles, you know, go out and seek people in person. Um, one of the things I did is I actually copied people who had already been successful and I thought, okay, what are they doing? And one of the key things that they had is they had great relationship skills. They had great communication skills. So that's what I did. It was when I went to school and learned, you know, communication, learned interpersonal communication, joined Toastmasters, learned how to publicly speak. You know, I copied people who were already successful and I also did, I also got coaching because when you think about uh, what it takes to become successful and happy and have that attitude is you need somebody in your corner that's going to hold you accountable. And that if there's one thing you get out of all of this is when you have accountability and you have somebody holding your hand to the fire about what you say is important to you and what you're going to do, then that is key. I mean, that's why I'm called the no excuses coach. I mean, if I barely take on clients uh, I'm looking to do it again, um, but I'm only going to take people who are just really ready to uh, to take action in their life. And pretty, I can tell pretty quickly whether or not they are or aren't. Um, thing you can do is you can seek out daily motivation. Uh, like I said before, I'm not always positive, but I start my day off. I listen to my friend JB Glossinger on uh, MorningCoach.com every day. He's got a, a message that's at, that, that resonates with me. And you know, I listen to audiobooks, I listen to podcasts, I read articles. You know, I just keep that constant flow of positivity in my life. And when I don't, that's when I notice that I'm not as positive. You know, I imagine that, you know. So it does take work. It takes consistency. And sometimes we lack that consistency. We want we want the immediate results and we don't want the hard work. Um, so, you know, just take a look at the five people you're around the most. So what I want you to do is I want you to write out the people that you're around and just simply put next to it, positive or negative. That's all you have to do is just put positive or negative and then make some decisions. If you want to have that unstoppable life, if you want to have that kick-ass happiness that you deserve, you know, you just got to look at it. Um, and if you need some help with that, let me know, because I know sometimes we think, oh, well, you know, it's my mom or it's my dad or it's my best friend for 20 years. Um, hey, if you want to settle and you want to just exist in life rather than live life, then by all means, then that's your choice. That is entirely your choice. And that, I mean, that's your life. I'm just here to share with you what it takes, uh, in my opinion, to to be able to rise above that and actually just, you know, really live while you're alive. Like Bon Jovi said, I want to live while I'm alive. It's my life. That's why that's the the, the, the song for this show, because it is my life. It's not anybody else's life but mine. Okay, um, tip number four. Ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? You know, in situations, I call it being proactive versus reactive. And, you know, it, it addresses the issue of fear. You know, I could even do a, a whole show just on fear of itself, but... Um, you know, the acronym for feel, fear sometimes is false expectations appearing real. And I like it as face everything and rise. So I'm going to say that again. Fear stands for face everything and rise. 98% of all fears are never realized. I don't know if you know that or not, but a lot of them aren't. You know, it's like, oh, I'm fear of this, I'm fear of that. In a nutshell, I read a book called um, How to Face, Face the Fear and Feel It Anyways. Face the Fear and Do It Anyways. It's by an author, Susan Jeffers. Uh, face the fear and do it anyway, something like that. Uh, amazing book. And what it comes down to, most fears are just because that we're not in control. 
You know, I have a fear of flying. I'm not the one in control. I could crash. I have a fear of the dentist. This guy's going to put a drill in my mouth, and God knows what's going to happen. I have a fear of spiders. I don't know if the spider's going to bite and kill me. I don't want to feel pain. You know, when you realize, when you say, okay, what's the worst that can happen, and then you plan for it. It's one of the things I do in my coaching program. It's like, okay, well, listen, you know, I want to become an entrepreneur. Okay, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I'm going to go bankrupt. Okay, what's going to happen if you go bankrupt? Uh, your bills are going to get paid off, and you're going to start over. Are you going to die? Are you going to get cancer? You know, yeah, it's going to suck. Sure. But, you know, do you want to live your life? I mean, uh, just a little segue. I have two goals in life. Number one, die without any regrets. And number two, stay the hell out of a hospital. Those are my two goals. That's it. No regrets. Stay out of the hell out of a hospital. And every day when I wake up and I'm, I'm working towards those things, then it's a kick-ass life. So, you know, plan for it and write it down. You know, you can sit there and say, okay, listen, this is what I want to do. And these are my possible obstacles. And if I get those obstacles, what am I going to do? Who am I going to call? What am I going to refer? What do I need to learn? And, you know, you just got to have, you got to, you got to believe and you got to trust that no matter what, you're going to survive. Um, one of the things that happened when uh, we bought this current house that we're in, I have actually a home studio, home office here in this house. Um, we were living comfortably in my other house, three bedroom, nice house with a pool. And we wanted to upgrade and, you know, have more space to be able to uh, bring a kid into this world. And I was scared. I mean, I'll just be honest. I could afford my mortgage before, you know, in case anything happened, you know, me being formerly homeless, my whole goal in life is not to be homeless again. So, you know, thinking about buying this house and having two mortgages and renting one of the houses out, I was sick to my stomach with worry. I was thinking, oh, my God, you know, what if we don't have the right renters and what if they don't pay and what if they ruin the house and what if we, you know, one of us loses our job and we can't make this house and da, 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 just, oh, my God, all these fears were just consuming me. And at one point I said, okay, Chris, because I'm usually my best, my own best coaching client. So I sat myself down on the curb in front of the house and I said, you know, what's the worst that could happen? And this is God's honest truth. Uh, the worst that can happen is we could lose both houses, wind up bankrupt, and have to get a one-bedroom apartment somewhere, uh, hopefully closer to my work. And I thought, okay, if that's the worst that can happen, what is good about that? And I thought, okay, now I don't have to worry about two houses anymore. Now I just got a one-bedroom apartment. I'm going to downsize all the crap I have that I don't use. Uh, I'm not going to have to worry about landscaping and all that other stuff. You know, sure, I could sit there and, oh, I'd have neighbors again and all this other crap. But I just sat there and I chose to say, you know what, it won't be the worst thing in life. You know, I've already been homeless. I've already been hungry. I've already been, you know, threatened to be killed with a gun to my head. I've had, I've already had it. I've survived it. Um, so you just have to have a belief and a trust that you're going to survive. You know, it just, shitty things are going to happen in life. You can't get through life without having bad things happen. It's just, it just, you can't. I have a, a tattoo, a comedy and tragedy on my shoulder. And I put it there because, you know, you have to appreciate good times while they're happening because there are going to be bad times. And when you do have bad times, they're not going to last forever unless you choose to, 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 to bury yourself in that. I mean, I was just helping somebody who lost uh, their brother uh, about a year ago, uh, suddenly died. And I just kept telling him, like, dude, what, 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 what would he want you to do in these particular moments? Would he want you to sit there and continue spending a year, another year, you know, being, being sad that he's gone? And, or would he want you to go out there and do stuff and take chances and live life, you know? If I could tell you guys something, because we've all lost people, what would that person tell you in that moment where you're not doing anything, where you're feeling sorry for yourself and you're just you're sad? I mean, it's, it's understandable. Don't get me wrong. But what would that person tell you? Would they say, yeah, yeah, spend another year wasting your time? Or they say, you know what, hey, this is pretty cool up here. Um, can't wait to see you again, but uh, while you're down there on Earth, why don't you go ahead and live your life? 
you know, take chances and, and just ex- and feel the exhilaration of doing stuff. Um, I, I truly believe in that. I have another story about that, but I could either, like I said, I could easily get caught up in stories and we're already halfway through the show. So just think about, you know, what's the worst that can happen and be proactive about that. And if you've got some safeguards in place, then you know, hey, you know, whatever happens, happens. Everything happens for a reason. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And trust in that. Okay? So you got that? Kick-ass tip number five coming on up. By the way, if you're just tuning in, you're on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. I'm your host, Christopher Roush. We're talking about 10 ways to have an unstoppable kick-ass life. And we are on tip number five. So uh, tip number five is visualize and feel your success. Visualize and feel your success. And... um I'd ask you a question, so you're just going to have to answer on your own. Have you ever had a bad dream or a nightmare? Of course you have. We all have. And the thing about that is what happened when you woke up? Yeah, you went, holy shit, what happened? Your heart was beating. You were sweating. You, 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 you woke up feeling as though that happened. And that's because your brain doesn't know perceived reality versus real reality. And that's the beauty of visualizing your success. Um, if you guys saw The Secret, you know, the, the movie The Secret, it was partially successful because of the fact that it used visualization because it's such a key component in our lives. There's a thing called reticular activation where if you focus on something, you get you see it everywhere. It's like if you buy a new car, then all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. You see that color everywhere. Um, visualize your success. Uh, have a vision board. I have a vision board, uh, a digital one on my iPad that just continuously scrolls pictures of things I want to achieve and places I want to go. Uh, and stuff I want to buy, which is really getting less and less. I'm not about material things so much anymore as I am about personal and uh, financial freedom. Um, so really look at that and, and have those things uh, around you. One of the things I just did, I still do it. There was a, a video on Facebook of Tony Robbins. He's uh, doing his Unleash the Power Within in Chicago, I believe, this week. And it's just a video of him getting prepared for that. And it's just showing all the things that go into play and him traveling there with his wife. But the cool part is he walks out on stage and he sees this entire crowd, this sea of people, and he's getting them jazzed. He's getting them motivated. and They're jumping up and down their seats. They're having a good time. And I just imagine myself being him, not being Tony Robbins, but just being walking out on that stage and seeing a kick-ass group of people, whether it's 20 or 50 or 5,000. I see that. I was like, that's cool. That's what I want. So if I play that and I just keep playing that over and over again and I'm working towards getting that, starting off with five people, starting off with 20 people, starting off with 100 people, starting getting 700 people, getting 7,000, whatever it takes, as long as I hang on to that and it's something that I'm super passionate about, I will succeed. Is it going to be tomorrow? No. Is it going to be five years from now? Maybe. Is it going to be 15 years from now? Could be. 15 years from now, I'll be a little bit older, but. You know, you just can't stop living. Uh, I mean, I could I give you so many tips. You can't stop living just because you think, well, in 15 years, I'll be too old. No, you just time's going to go by anyway, so why not be going after your goal and uh, and having that? So one of the things I do with my clients is, is just really develop this story that you can see in your eyes with your eyes closed. You know, whether you meditate or whatever you do, say, okay, you know, I visualize. One of my goals is to, to lose 30 pounds and to fit into my genes. So just sit there and visualize yourself being in those jeans and, and feeling that confidence and feeling that, that sense of accomplishment and just being like, yeah, I did it. I did it one calorie at a time. I did it one, um, one choice at a time, and I did it. And feel that, that sense of, of accomplishment. Like I said, um, 
and just visualize it. Put pictures up in front of you. I, I, I will admit I had a picture of a guy up on my workout wall with a six-pack abs and nice-looking arms, and I kept it up there. I don't have six-pack abs, but it still keeps me pushing towards that. So we may get disgruntled and say, oh, see, it never going to happen. I put that picture up there four years ago, and I still don't have six-pack abs. Well, guess what? I don't also have a beer belly either. So you know, it's about being realistic and kind of saying, um, what can I do? You know, I, it may not always be perfect, but at least I'm making those steps in that direction. And I know that it's for a reason. So just visualize your successes and really, truly feel them because that's what's going to keep you energized. When you have a bad day and you look up at that vision board and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. What am I focusing on right now? Am I focusing on stuff that's going to get me towards that or am I focusing on stuff that's going to bring me further away from that? Um, and that's where the accountability comes in. Um, if you get an accountability partner, you don't have to have a, I don't want to sound like a coaching commercial, but you know, get an accountability partner that's going to hold you accountable when you're having those, those, uh, those bad weeks, you know? All right. Uh, kick-ass tip number six, uh, be grateful, not hateful. It, this is huge. This is huge. One of the things that I'm proud of being able to do is change people's perspectives about their situations. Um, just had a guy recently was complaining all day long about how life sucked and everything. And, uh, it dawned on me to myself last year. Um, you know, a shower is a pretty cool thing. And we often take that stuff for granted. You know, we take so much stuff for granted, uh, and I said, did you by any chance go to your a room in your house, your apartment, and turn a dial on a wall and get hot water out of it? And he looked at me like, well, what do you mean, dude? Yeah, it's a cold shower. And I said, isn't that pretty cool that we can turn a dial and we can get hot water whenever we want it? And you think about people in the world, you know, uh, third world countries. I saw a video the other day. It broke my heart. It showed uh, this little girl uh, putting dirty water into a water bottle and going to school. And it was like, no, that's not cool. That's not right. Um, you know, you just look around and you see what you're grateful for. And I got a story for you that really, really helped change my perspective about my own life. When my mom was alive, she was going through uh, physical therapy and her physical therapist, one of them was a guy in a wheelchair. And I said, um, one day he looked pretty young, pretty fit. And I said, do you mind me asking what happened? And he says, no, 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 not at all. He goes, it was a surfing accident. He goes, I went out surfing one day and the surfboard got away from me and came back and hit me in the back of the head. I woke up and I couldn't feel my legs. And I was like, wow. I said, thanks for sharing that. Um, can I ask you another question? He says, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. And I said, what did you learn from all of that? And he looked at me and he kind of, we kind of went to the side and he goes, you know what? He goes, here's what I learned. He goes, I used to bitch about sitting in traffic. He goes, I was the worst road rage person. I, got, I couldn't stand sitting in traffic. I was a waste of time. I couldn't stand all the people around me. He goes, you know what? I would give every single thing I own, I would give everything I have to be able to feel my feet on the brake pedal again. He goes, I have a van. I have hand controls. I'm fine. I still play tennis. I still do things. He goes, but you know what, Chris? He goes, I used to bitch about sitting in traffic. I used to bitch about being able to feel my feet. And then in one moment, boom, it was gone. And so, you know, tip number six is be grateful, not hateful. We look around sometimes and we think, oh, I don't have this. And what are these people doing? And what's the government doing? And, you know, and just getting pissed off for, for no real reason. You know, what is it going to do? I stopped watching the news and following politics, I think probably about five years now, at least four years now. I just stopped. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. I was going crazy. I was yelling at the television 10 o'clock every night going, what the fuck is going on with this country? Why are these people doing this? And I wasn't part of the solution. I was just part of the problem by exacerbating it and complaining about it. You know, North Korea was pointing nuclear weapons at us. Uh, okay, so what am I going to do? 
<laughs> what am I going to do? Obviously, they haven't shot them yet, and that was last year. So uh, why why am I going to look around? I'm going to look around and see what I can be grateful for. Um, and every night when I go to sleep, this is something I encourage you guys to do. I'm trying to give you action items here. Every night before I go to sleep, when I lay my head down on the pillow, I usually say out loud what I'm thankful for that day. I used to keep a gratitude journal, um, but now I just say out loud. I think it's I think it's a little bit more. I mean, there's a personal commitment when you write something on paper, but I actually say out loud, I'm thankful for my boss today for being cool. I'm thankful today for my nice truck and getting me to work. I'm thankful for my wife making dinner. I'm thankful for my dog being excited to see me. You know, and I go to sleep thinking those things. And when I wake up, it's no joke. First thing I wake, I wake up and it's like, okay, cool. This is another opportunity for me to get closer to my dreams and my goals. This is another opportunity to leave a legacy that I'm going to be proud of. And whether you believe it or not, this radio show, this right now, I hope that one day after I'm gone, somebody's listening to this and goes, holy shit, this guy did it. I can do it. You know, I'm building my legacy right now. It's Memorial Weekend. I can easily say I'm not going to do my radio show. But that's not getting me closer to where I want to be. That's not an unstoppable attitude. That's like, ah, yeah. I mean, it's good to take take time off. Don't get me wrong. But it's just, it's just that's why I'm here. That's my whole thing in life is to, um, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'm going to get to that in just a second because my brain goes all over the place. So, you know, just look around, you know, just being, your health is so important. And I don't, I'm sure you know somebody who has had cancer or who has cancer. You know, I've talked to people who, I said, what happened when they said you have cancer? And they said, Chris, everything else in my life stopped. I wasn't worried about my bills. I wasn't worried about the jackass down the hall at work. I wasn't worried about my starter in my car. I was worried about, am I going to be able to live my life? So I tell you that. Be grateful for your health. There is so much. I mean, I watched my mom going from being one of the strongest people to crippled by lung cancer. I mean, she had her leg amputated. Um, right up until the end, I had to hold the cigarette for her to smoke. You know, be grateful about what you have because, you know, you, you, you get paralyzed tomorrow. I just heard that the guy that did Beautiful Mind, the, the, the actual the movie, The Beautiful Mind, but the, who that was about, he and his wife were killed in a taxi cab yesterday. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, it happens all the time. You just don't know. So, you know, look around and be grateful. It's one of the biggest things that I can help you have an unstoppable attitude because when you really do and you think, wow, this is pretty cool. I've got a computer. I've got this or I've got that. You know, you just look around and you see more of it. When I walk my dog, I'm this is not Pollyanna or anything, but I think, wow, it's really pretty that there's flowers out here. And it's really nice that there's trees all around. You know, it's just what I bring into my life because when I was younger, I will admit I was an angry fucker. I was mad. I was I was mischievous. I was, you know, I'm going to get revenge on, you know, all this other stuff. And when I when I stopped doing that, you know, a lot of stress left my body. And I was just like, okay, let's just not let's not breed that, you know, going on. So if you guys know me, you guys know that I don't care if you're tall, straight, fat, bald, yellow, black, Christian, whatever the whatever you are. I don't care because when you split us down the middle, we're all the same. So that's just a little side thing. Um, you know, let people be happy. You know, <laughs> that's just a little side thing right there. All right. Um, so uh, just look for ways to be to, to, to have gratitude in your life. And again, if you're around people that don't have that, then you might want to get around new people. It's 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 really super true. I've had friends who, oh, yeah, that sucks and that sucks and blah, blah, blah. Um, one time I had a vice president of a company uh, tell me, you know, he goes, oh, I hate my job and there's nothing I could do. And I said, there's always something you could do, dude. I said, you could actually go quit your job right now and, and do that. Um, 
you know, he was just like, I said, you know, look around and, and look what you're thankful for. And, and the fact that you're putting your kids through college and, and all that stuff, you know, it just, it was, it was just interesting. It's another story. Um, so, uh, we have a Facebook question. Uh, you are on fire. Ooh, I'm on fire. Let me see. Let me see if I can try to read that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are broadcasting live. Let's see. I'm on fire. I'm thankful for my health. Thank. I'm fit. I'm thankful. I'm an ex-smoker. I'm thankful that I was able to shop for some healthy food today. That's awesome. See, we have live people listening here right now. That's Tina. Tina, thank you so much for listening live. I appreciate you, sweetheart. You rock. Um, I'm on fire. Ooh, I wish I had some like some Jimi Hendrix. I'm on fire. So, anyways, thank you, sweetheart. Um, yeah. So look around for stuff to be grateful for. And and here's just a little bonus. Um, I don't have it in here, so I'm going to give you an extra tip. When you're grateful and you give that out to the world uh, by volunteering uh, to those less fortunate, it's amazing for amazing what happens to your life. I mean, I volunteer at, for at-risk kids. Um, I speak to uh, kids with mental illness. Uh, I volunteer homeless organizations. You know, when you give to somebody less fortunate, it's amazing how quickly you realize how lucky you are. And I don't even like using the word lucky um, because I think we work for what it is that we get. Um, It's just amazing. I used to do pay it forward coaching. And one of the things I would do is like, okay, listen, I know you don't have any money. I want to help you. Uh, So you go do three nice things for somebody else and you come back and tell me about those experiences. Well, they, what they would happen is they would come back and they would tell me, like, okay, that I give them some ideas and say, okay, listen, um, go volunteer at a homeless shelter, uh, go visit kids in the cancer ward, go sing to old people at old folks' home, whatever it is to brighten somebody's day. And 100% of the time, they would come back and they'd be like, you know what, Chris, that was really cool. It really opened my eyes to what I do have and the opportunities that I do have now, uh, especially when you go visit kids in a cancer ward. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, if you've never done it, uh, uh, just seeing the smiles on their faces and, and seeing their their I'm going to survive attitude. I mean, it, it, it's heartbreaking and it's uplifting all at the same time. So, you know, when you've got great things going on in your life, really, really, please go out there and help other people. Um, we need that. And uh, I'm going to do a little side note again. Also, uh, for those of you guys, I know I have people listening all over the world, but I'm just going to focus on the United States for a second because I think we need to get our shit together. This is going to be a little mini rant. OK, this is a little spoil of bonus. Uh, we are called the United States of America, um, and we need to really start acting like it. It's ridiculous, all the bullshit I see going on in the media. And again, I don't watch the news. I see s- stuff on Facebook or whatever, but it really disgusts me that we live you know, I mean, it really does piss me off because after 9-11 – I noticed this unity and everybody I talked to notices it. Like after 9-11, people were gracious to each other and, and let you in line. You know, even there wasn't even that much road rage and shit. Now that's all I see. And it sucks because, I, you know, reticular activation. If you see, I'm looking for people being mean. Um, and I hate that. Um, so then I have to change myself to be grateful for what I do see, you know, so I have to be on my, my own best behavior. But, you know, that's the thing. It's just we got go out there and help other people, you know, ridiculous that we have so much you know wealth in this country but so many people are starving and going without and and just you know it just breaks my heart because i see you know watching those shows lifestyles rich and the famous or um you know all those things where all these people have all this money and you're like wow you know it's amazing 17 cars but you know there's people going to sleep tonight on the street that have no money and have no food and i was one of those people and i'm sure all these people that have this money i hope they're giving money to uh 
to organizations and that the organizations are actually using it for the people. I just heard a report. There's, I guess, two cancer organizations that are under um, investigation right now because they don't think half the money is going to cancer research. I mean, come on. Um, it's just ridiculous. So that's just kind of like my side thing is that we need to start being more of the United States uh, and helping each other out. And just one more thing about that. Don't judge what other countries are doing and what other people are doing. I have friends in India. I have friends in Pakistan. I have friends all over the world. And, you know, if there was one thing I could say, I just I wish John Lennon, you know, give peace a chance. I think we're all more alike than we are different. And I think what the governments are doing and, and, and you know, I'm going to say this out loud, so don't send me any hate mail. But, you know, the religious aspect of life, um, the greed and what's going on in the, in the judgment. I mean, I don't care. Like I said, if you're Christian, Protestant, agnostic, atheist, whatever you are, enjoy that. But don't knock people for other people for having a different belief system. Maybe just take some time to get to know them because that's, you know, that's what kick-ass living is. When you, when you sit there and say, okay, well, tell me about the Quran. Tell me about you know, uh, Mormonism. I mean, I do that. I'm, I'm not very religious at all. I mean, I'm more spiritual than anything. But you know, I sit there and say, okay, t- talk to me about that. What does that mean? As opposed to going, oh, wow, you know, you're a terrorist. Yeah, that's stupid. Anyways, <laughs> I told you I could get off on tangents. Uh, kick-ass tip number seven uh, for having an unstoppable kick-ass life is break everything down into manageable chunks. Uh, a lot of people come to see me about, okay, Chris, I've got this goal, but uh, I haven't achieved it, and I don't know what to do. So one of the things, uh, I think it was Brian Tracy um, wrote a book called Eat That Frog. I think I eat that frog first or something like that. Um, but one of the big things that I learned from from goals, because I've had to set and I've achieved a lot in my life, a lot. I'm a go-getter. When I look back at the goals I achieve and I'm trying to achieve, I have found that when I didn't break it down into smaller chunks, that's when I didn't succeed. So when you think about, I have this principle I call uh, one more and or one less. So when you really think about, okay, uh, uh, let's take weight loss, for example. You know, somebody says, okay, I want to lose 50 pounds. You know, when you say 50 pounds, that's a lot. When you're like, oh, my God, that's, you know, 225 pounds of cat litter, you know, whatever, how you want to, I mean, I do it that way because I grew up with a shitload of cats. Uh, if you remember the story. Um, so when you think about, oh my God, 50 pounds is so much, but how did you get there? Let me say that again. How did you get to being 50 pounds overweight? You, one calorie at a time, one breadstick at a time, one chocolate bar at a time. So when you think about that and you want to break things down and you want to get into your size eight jeans, you know, just sit there and say, okay, success is one more and or one less. So maybe it's one more, a minute on the treadmill. Maybe it's one more lap around the block. Maybe it's one less bite of that food that tastes really, really good that's sitting in front of me. You know, just think about that. And then over time, that builds. And what happens when that builds, and I love seeing this in people that I help, is that this confidence comes over them. And it's like, wow, do you know what, dude? I I had a big pizza in front of me and I only had one slice. All right, so you had one slice. That's cool. That's cool. You know, you didn't eat the whole thing. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I didn't think I could do that, but I can and then people get excited and they're like, you know what? Here's the other thing I'm going to do. I'm going to go, I'm going to go walk after dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So if I burn another 25 calories, whatever, that's 25 calories that, that's going towards the goal. So when you really think about it, whatever you're going for, whether it's a career change, whether it's starting a new business, whether, you know, it's a goal to meet your, your, your significant other in life, you know, just break it down into small manageable chunks and write it down. You know, it's, it blows my mind that so many people come to me and they're like, oh, I have this goal and blah, blah, I have these dreams and I'm not making them. And I'll ask them, are they written down? I have to say 90% say no. 
And like I said before, there's a there's a, a there's a commitment process that goes on in the brain when you write stuff down, because it's like saying to the world, yeah, it's in here, but now I'm going to let everybody see it out here. And when you do that and you break things down into manageable chunks and you stick with it and you have a plan, and you say, okay, for the next two weeks, I'm going to do this. And then for the next two weeks after that, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to check in every day or every couple of days and see if that I'm doing that. And if I have an accountability partner, I'm going to check with them once a week and say, hey, this is what I've done. This is where I'm at. That's why Weight Watchers works for people who go to the meetings because you're being held accountable to come back and drop a number. You know, So it's right there. Um, so write it down and keep it keep on track. Get an accountability partner again. And uh, one of the things you can do with goal setting is, uh, like we said before, uh, identify the possible roadblocks and have a solution that you're going to have in place. So, for example, you know something happens, you could say, you know what, I've already planned for this, and this is what I'm going to ha- this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to handle it. Okay, I got that covered. So now it's not lurking in the back of your mind like, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, you just got to number one, let it go and trust that you're going to survive. Like I said before, but just say, okay, what are the possible roadblocks? What am I going to do? You know, when I was jokingly said, you know, if I ever had renters in my house that I couldn't get out, I know a lot of bikers. So, <laughs> you know, if I ever had that, you know, I would just sit there and call up some bikers and say, hey, listen, uh, can you go evict these people for me? Um, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, break things down into, into manageable chunks and uh, you'll you'll get there, I promise. Um, let's see. Kick-ass tip number eight. Find the why and you'll get the how. This is super, super important. I didn't, and again, these are in no particular order. Uh, it just depends on what I'm dealing with with the person being able to have that 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 kick-ass attitude. Uh, for me, it happened back in 2008. Some people say, you know, how did you know you wanted to become a, a speaker, and how did you know you wanted to help people? And I've just naturally done it most of my life, given what I've been through. And I was sitting at a funeral in 2008, and I was sitting in the back of the church, and people were going up and eulogizing this lady and saying all these nice things about her and just like, you know, she was so awesome and she made a difference in my life and da 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 da. And so I thought about it for a second and I thought, okay, if I died tomorrow, number one, who would come? And number two, what would they say about me? Number one, who would come? Number two, what would they say about me? And honestly, in my brain, as I was driving home, I thought they would say, Chris is a sarcastic party animal, a hardworking guy, uh, always jokes around, uh, good friend, always there for you, but likes to party and chase girls. I'm just being honest. That's how that's how I was back in those days. Um, very very work oriented, but I was also just a, <laughs> just had a good time. Uh, and I don't apologize for that. I had a great I've had a great fun times. But I thought, okay, that's how I want to be remembered. No. So when I went home, I did this. Uh, and again, I do this with my clients. It's it's a it's a very tough thing to do. But I wrote my eulogy. And I know some of you are cringing out there like, okay, well, basically a eulogy is, you know, what they're going to read about you at your funeral. And the gist of mine, I have it memorized, um, that Christopher will have fought for what was right and what was fair, that he will have risked for which that mattered, and he will have left the earth a better place for who he was and what he did. So when you think about that, and if I wake up every day and I work towards fulfilling that legacy, we talked about legacy before, when I work towards fulfilling that legacy, um, then I'm, I'm on, I'm on path, you know, I'm on purpose. And there's been a period over this last year, I'll be honest, I haven't been on path. You know, I thought about giving up. It's like, why am I going to do the speaking thing? And, you know, it's hard to do events and, 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 and geez, nobody wants to listen and nobody wants to pay. Um, and I really seriously considered just quitting it and just going, okay, I just want to be a guy that wakes up on Sunday morning and drinks beer and watches sports. 
but it's not me. I can't let go of that. It's just who I am. So I have to ask myself, am I part of the problem or part of the solution? Get my shit together and get back on there. But when you find your why, you'll get your how. And I have a couple of questions. I, th- I call it the five W's. Why do you really want it? What's the worst that can happen? There's a theme right there. Who are your five people? I mentioned that earlier. And where can you start today? So why do you really want it? What's the worst that can happen? Who are your five people? And where can you start today? That's what you got to think about. You got to think about with the end in mind. And like I said, you know, the eulogy changed my life. Um, look to where you want to go, not to where you've been. Um, and for those of you guys who have children out there, this blows my mind. <laughs> people out there, like, uh, what do you want to leave the world? What do you want to leave your children? What do you want your children to say about you after you're gone? It's no secret. I don't talk very positively about my mom. My mom did try, and she did good things, and I know her spirit is around here somewhere going, hey, remember that time I took you to Disneyland? Uh, You know, (laughs) she did what she could do with what she had. Um, But what legacy do you want to leave the the world and your children? What are you teaching your children right now? You know, it's it's amazing, um, you know, some of the things I see these people going through, and I'm like, you're teaching your children that it's okay to live a complacent life. You're teaching your children that not it's okay not to go for your dreams. You're teaching your children to stay in a relationship that's fucked up. Um, you know, it's just it's just ridiculous. I could go on a whole thing about that. I'm not a parent yet. We're trying to go through the adoption process. But I want to be something that my child can look up at me and say, you know, yeah, he had his faults, but overall he was a good person. You know, he taught me this. He tried, you know, whatever you want to do. So think about your why. Think about why is it that you're here? Why do you want to lose that weight? Why do you want to have that career change? Why do you want to make more money? What's the real, real reason? Because when you boil down to it, you know, I've proven this. All of us, no matter where we're from, what we're doing, we all want significance. We all want love. We want to be long. We want to be long. That's why gangs are, are, are so prevalent. You know, we all want the same things at the end of the day. We think money is going to make us belong. We think money is going to make us happy. We think, you know, all this other things. But, you know, really, it just starts in our soul and it starts in our heart of what we can do and where we want to have our legacy. You know, so really, really think about that. I'm I'm at a point in my life now, I have a lot of stuff and I'm very thankful for my stuff. But if I could do it tomorrow, and that's a questionable statement because I actually could if I really, 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 really wanted to. But I have, you know, commitments and things as I would sell most of my stuff and get an RV and go hit the road and go help people all across the United States, bridge that gap and make it, make the world a better place. Um, and that's not to say I'm not going to do that eventually in my life. I have my plan, but you know, just what do you want to do? How do you want to leave this world? What do you want people to think about you? Uh, cause that is important. And anybody says, Oh, I don't care what people think is full of shit. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, we'll just call bullshit on that right now. Cause I can even say that sometimes, but it's true. I care what people think. It's that's how we're wired. We want that, that the love and acceptance and that significance. It's, it's no secret. So, you know, think about that. What is your why? What's your real, real why? You know, I've, like I said, I'll go back to, to losing weight or whatever. The why is because I want to live healthy and be here for my children and see them graduate and see them, you know, walk them down the aisle. Um, I want to be here uh, for my husband so he doesn't grow old alone. You know, just think about those things, what the real why is. All right. I got to uh, get two more tips in here in less than five minutes. So, uh, number nine, kick-ass tip number nine, change your self-talk. goes back to garbage in, garbage out. Uh, I, 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 get, I get a lot of this. You know, people say, I hope that someday or I wish that someday or I pray for this. You know, that's all good, but it's not anything without action. And I see people, they're like, oh, you know, I hope someday to win the lottery. The first thing I ask them is, okay, are you playing? And they say no. <laughs> I mean, talk about a ridiculous statement. I hope someday to win the lottery, but you don't even fucking play? Come on. 
and you know, wishing and praying and all that other stuff is great unless you're doing and, and, and you have to back that up. You can't just, oh, I trust the universe will provide for me. Well, trust, the universe is going to provide as long as you get to get off your ass and, and go after it. So I want to give you a word, perhaps. Perhaps I can achieve this if I do that. Perhaps I can become a stronger uh, person if I get a coach. Perhaps I can lose weight if I get a diet coach. Perhaps I can learn how to play music if I get a teacher. You know, perhaps. You know, you can't, you got you to get rid of the words uh, never, always, and someday. Those are those are toxic words. Oh, I'll never be able to play ukulele. Oh, I've always sucked every time I tried something new, so I'm not going to bother trying her. Maybe someday I'll give that a shot. You know, think about, um, you know, some of the statements I, I hear. Like every time I've tried before, I've always failed. I mean, I get that. Uh, I've never been good at anything. Um, I always seem to I always seem to find a way to fuck things up. Maybe someday I'll get X. Um, you just got to You got to sit there and change that that's that, that self talk. It's toxic. Super, super toxic. I mean, talk about the five people you're around the most. You're around yourself the most. So what are you saying to yourself? And would you allow somebody else to say that to your best friend? No. We beat ourselves so much. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, I could go on about that. But change the stuff you're saying to yourself. Ch- catch yourself. Put a rubber band on your wrist and say, okay, listen, I'm going to stop saying that. All right, final kick-ass tip number 10. Ask yourself, am I part of the problem or am I part of the solution? Take responsibility for your decisions and your actions. Quit blaming the past, you know, it, it doesn't do you any good. It does not do you any good to keep blaming, oh, this is because of my mom and this is because of this. Quit blaming the past and ask yourself in any situation where you're frustrated, am I part of the problem or am I part of the solution? Is this getting me closer to what I want or further away from what I want? You know, like I said, you can have a one-day pity party, boo-hoo, be pissed off, and then you wake up the next day and say, okay, what's the plan? So, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, if, um, if you continue to do what you've always done, you're, you're going to continue to get what you've always got. Um, Henry Ford says, if you believe you can't or you can, you're right. Uh, I tell people, you're only limited by the parameters of your own mind. So, again, you're only limited by the parameters of your own mind. That means if you, if you set in your mind you can't do something, then you won't. If you set in your mind there's an opportunity to do it, if you try hard and you continue and you're consistent, then you will. My friend Bob Donnell says, when it becomes acceptable, it becomes inevitable. So when it becomes acceptable to um, you know, stay at a job you don't like, then it becomes inevitable. If, you accept, if it's acceptable to stay in a relationship you're not happy in, then it becomes inevitable. So think about that. I'm here for you. I'm, I'm accessible. You, know, you can email me, Christopher at ChristopherRausch.com, R-A-U-S-C-H, Christopher at ChristopherRausch.com. I'm here to help, whether it's a full-time coaching client, whether it's with group coaching, whether it's just, you know, if you have something you need some help on, I'm not all about like, okay, I got to charge you for that. I need people with skin in the game, but I'm about helping you guys. That's my, that's my purpose and my passion in life. Um, if you want, I'll give you a free, a free 30 minute coaching session since you've been listening to the show. Uh, again, just email me. I'll give you a free 30 minute coaching session. I'm not going to sell you. You tell me your problem. I'll give you 30 minutes of my time. Um, so just do that. So I just really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I hope you go back and listen to these 10 tips and really take action on them. If you do, you're going to have that unstoppable life. You're going to have that kick-ass attitude. It's going to happen. So, uh, I really encourage you. I want to thank you guys for listening. Who's listening live. And those of you guys listening on the podcast later on, let me know what you thought of this episode. I mean, I didn't have a guest on, so let me know. Uh, you can send us an email info at the kickassradioshow.com. Again, info at the kickassradioshow.com. And just God, please, just just think about your life and that you deserve happiness and that it's going to be tough and you're going to have to make decisions and choices, but in the end, it's worth it. Trust me. 
You real, it really, really is. And I'm here for you. I'm here every single week. I've got all the previous shows. I've got Facebook posts and blog posts and videos. You can find that all on my website, ChristopherRoush.com. It's all there for you. So just go out there and don't make excuses and just live your kick-ass life, all right? Thank you. Have a kick-ass week.